bade his heart to register, practicing fiercely how to say it, how to build up to it gradually without torturing Daniel with suspense. He had made Daniel's father promise not to call him at work, to let Matt break the news himself. He was glad he could be the one to tell Daniel, but agonized over it too, wondering if Daniel would ever forgive him for being the one to tell him his twin brother Joel had died. He pushed back to recline his plane seat. He remembered getting to public affairs and going into the office of the director, Daniel's boss, April, so Daniel could make a quick exit without having to excuse himself. Matt stood before her and made his first attempt at saying the words out loud. Daniel's brother and sister-in-law were killed in a cafe bombing in Jerusalem. April cried out and clutched her heart. He had never uttered words before that had so much sheer physical power— They gave him an embarrassing sense of self-importance, as though he were bragging or exaggerating, and his body was spastic with apology, even though he knew, as she was telling him, that there was no need. It was weird, he mused. As a kid, he dreamed of being famous, as an artist or an actor. Those dreams had subsided as he'd gotten older. But here, all that dream energy had come rushing back, like a floodlight dazzling him. His mind buzzed unpleasantly around those feelings, knowing that he wasn't really culpable for whatever weird feelings came to him in crisis, but also wondering if they said something definitive about his personality. He stood, took down Daniel's bag from the overhead compartment, found the pill bottle he'd been looking for, and shoved the bag back in. He sat down with a thud and a sigh, and put one of the tiny pills on his tongue. By the time he'd opened the door to Daniel's office, he'd hardly been able to breathe. Daniel had been sitting at his desk with a manuscript in front of him, scratching his head with a big pensive scowl, and at the sight of Matt, his face had broken into a smile whose sweetness Matt was certain he would never recover from. He breathed, Dan, and honey, and burst into tears. Daniel had rushed around the desk, banging his leg and swearing, and Matt choked out the words as they clutched each other, his head over Daniel's shoulder and his eyes squeezed shut because he couldn't bear to see. He felt Daniel slip through his arms to the floor. Kneeling beside him, his fingers twined through Daniel's dark hair, his throat seizing, Matt had raged against the hard fate of this man who so didn't deserve it, and wondered whether Daniel's face would ever light up again at the sight of him. Certainly it hadn't since. He remembered the minutes passing, and he remembered growing drowsy, and his mind beginning to drift. He'd listened to the sounds of office life outside the door, made out a phone conversation between one of the secretaries and what seemed to be her daughter complaining about her husband. They spent so much of that day down on the floor— not only because it was hard to stand, it seemed to him, but also because they were trying to cringe low to the ground to make themselves as inconspicuous as possible, like terrified animals. Finally, Daniel lifted his head and whispered, Take me home. He let Matt help him to his feet. Easy, baby, Matt murmured, as Daniel stood unsteadily, looking at him with wide, shocked eyes. After he'd gotten Daniel home, he'd been on the phone nonstop. First with Daniel's father, who was channeling all of his horror into obsessing over whether they should fly El Al or Continental. And then with Continental, 
trying to get a bereavement rate for a next-day flight, trying to figure out, without bothering Daniel about it, how they'd get a death certificate in Israel, finding the passports and ascertaining with relief that they hadn't expired, logging onto weather.com to see what the weather would be like in Jerusalem this time of year, and seeing that it fluctuated wildly, overpacking, calling their friend Cam to take the dog, interrupting that conversation when a call came in on call waiting from the president of the college, offering his condolences and his services. Matt thanked him repeatedly, burdened by his windy solicitude. Cam was crying on the other line and he wanted to get back to her. All the while, Daniel had been lying on the bed, shaking, his knees drawn up and his arms thrown over his head. His jacket and tie and shoes were strewn on the bedroom floor, and he ran periodically to the bathroom to vomit. Matt kept approaching the edge of the bed, and then...